we've been waiting to hear about a potential play, big player to miss time for Boston College this year. And on Tuesday, we got a name of a player that was supposed to be play a pretty big role. We're going to talk about who this is, what they're going to miss, and what this means for the Eagles all on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Um, I just got back from uh, Chestnut Hill. I was at practice today, the very tail end. Got to do some media um, upfronts with a few of the players. You can check out some of those up on YouTube. But I was here. The big thing that came out of practice was something that I had known about for a little while. Um, well, I knew stuff was going on. And that is that BC is playing without linebacker Bryce Steele right now. Now, Bryce Steele had played 23 games over the last two seasons, and he is out due to uh, personal health reasons. So it's not something that happened on the field. It's something else. And I can't get into details of what that means, but I can tell you that Jeff Halfley will have more comments on that either at the end of this week or next week. So on uh, that piece, but I want to talk about Steele today and to, no better person to have on to talk about it. We haven't had him on this week is Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? Well, I wish I was appearing on the show for better news, but you know, this is a big thing for BC's team. Uh, you know, this was a linebacking group, linebacker group that was returning everybody, uh, didn't make any huge additions, but everybody was back. So you kind of expected uh, kind of an uptick in play, but this is going to be a big uh, dynamic factor in their ability to uh, be an effective unit this year. Yeah. So I just, just for more clarification, I had seen steel at practice last week and he was there and just t-shirt and shorts and hanging with the team and he just wasn't in pads so i was like huh might as well ask about this he looked like he was moving around fine but whatever it is it's going to keep him out for some time mitch let's talk about what steel is and kind of what role he played on this defense so from what i've seen he is essentially the sam or the strong side linebacker in bc's i say four three but they're kind of experimenting with a lot of different fronts um so he even though traditionally Sam linebackers are thought of as big guys that come downhill and stuff the run in recent years, they've become a lot lighter players that can bump out into the slot, cover tight ends, cover receivers, cover running backs, and also rush the passer from depth. So they were kind of training steel to do a lot of those things. Uh, he has some safety background, so he's a versatile player like that. Um, and it was interesting because in the spring, he actually took a lot more snaps at Mike being a more traditional box linebacker. Um, and with Cam Arnold staying at the will linebacker position, which is weak side linebacker. Um, so I, and I, with, with, but with Vinny De Palma returning, I didn't expect him really to stay there. I expected him more to be in that Sam role, which is something Jeff Halfley has talked about being more versatile with this season. Um, and last year, I mean, uh, I'm, yeah, it's kind of hard to say, but in terms of uh, being kind to him, but I still had a bit of a rough season last year. Um, just kind of acclimating to playing football a lot more. Um you know, so his PFF grades aren't great, but and I've written about this. PFF grades are very tough on linebackers, especially in college, because they are typically targeted as the read defender for offense. Essentially, when they when offenses do RPOs, they'll base those off of what the linebacker does, and they will go the opposite way to go away from them, essentially. And, you know, Steele got targeted in those a lot. Um, it was his first year as a starter, and even though he only technically started, I think, one game, but he played a lot. So 
you know, there were some growing pains and I was looking forward to seeing him play this season because behind a better defensive line um, and, you know, still getting, just getting more experience with the game. I expected him to take a step forward, but it seems like that is not going to happen at least to start the year or he might just miss this entire year. Uh, yeah. And we don't know. We don't know how long he's going to be out. That hasn't been clarified yet, but I, I, I agree with you. Like at the end of last year, I, I remember the Syracuse game. Um, and he had that big strip sack that I think he recovered the fumble as well um, off of uh, Garrett Schrader. And mm-hmm. you got to see a bit of that explosiveness because Steele came in as a four-star uh, recruit at safety, kind of like what Jeff Halfley's done with uh, for a while. It looked like that's what he was going with, with, with some of his linebackers. Um, and he was a great um, late addition for BC because they had just lost another guy who's on now on uh, the on Kentucky and he's a freak. He's on uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list. So you were hoping that Steele would be that next guy. Um, and this, as, as, as we've heard Halfley say over and over this year, this is the year that a lot of his guys are coming into their own, that they're starting to build up. You're seeing guys that are, you know, bulked up like Azaraku who's up to like 250, And you were hoping that Steele would be one of those guys as well. Yeah, and he was a part of BC's three-three-five stack uh, package, which they ran a lot on third downs, and they ran a lot of exotic blitzes and sim pressures off of. And he was very effective as a pass rusher. Um, in only forty-eight pass rush snaps, he generated thirteen pressures and got three sacks, which is a very good number. His pass rush grade on PFF is an eighty-six point two, which is really good, even though it's a relatively small sample size. But yeah, like you said, this is going to be a tough, a tough loss for BC, depending on how long it is. Um, Luckily, they do have some interesting bodies in turn that can, you know, fill in for that role. And I think that'll be very intriguing to see what they do with that position in terms of do they just straight out replace it or do they kind of adjust their defensive structure to maybe uh, just mitigate the use of that position? In terms of losses on the defensive side, how with one being like you can handle this and 10 being like this is catastrophic. How what, what would you rate this as? I would say this is probably a, a maybe like a four. Um, okay. I think of the three starting linebackers, I think this would probably, if you want to call him a starter, I would say this is probably the least problematic uh, because, and even though De Palma is kind of a rotation player, you know, you really want somebody with that level of experience, smarts, toughness, you know, emotional vocal leader and all that you want somebody who, and I know fans aren't as big on him, but you want somebody who has the talent of Cam Arnold, who I think again is going to take another step this season. Um, and in terms of the starters on the rest of the defense, like, you know, there's guys like obviously like losing Ezraku, Elijah Jones, those would be huge. Uh, Cam Horsley, Cole Batson would be bad. Uh, Quan Williams would be bad. So, you know, it's not the worst thing, but it's definitely something that BC is going to have, a, have to adjust to in at least. Yeah, it definitely early. feels like this one has a little sting to it. And it's every camp you have to expect stuff like this is going to happen. It happens to yeah. every team. And this is going to push already it's not going to really push it because it's, it's one injury right I, mm-hmm. I feel I've, I've seen people already like the depth is already going to get tested well it kind of is but I mean remembering in years past like last year depth was tested you know what I mean yeah. like when you had and, multiple and, guys at positions gone yeah and it is a starter so that that is obviously going to hurt but you know this was the guy who played the third most snaps among the linebackers last year behind Arnold and De Palma uh, 413 total snaps. Next guy was Jalen Blackwell at 207. So, you know, you have guys that I think BC is comfortable with putting on the field, but obviously I think they would, in an ideal world, they would prefer to have Seal as their number one option. All right. In a moment, Mitch keeps kind of teasing it a little bit. We're going to talk about who will replace Bryce Steele and how BC moves on uh, to fill that gap. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, 
today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, t- this is something that we've all faced in our life. We've all faced tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. For some of us, it's it's jobs, it's education, it's it's relationships. Whether you're dealing with decisions about career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want to while you're navigating your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on college. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, and we're talking injury news here. Well, injury, I don't want to say injury because that's not fair. It's a personal health issue that is sidelining Bryce Steele for an undetermined amount of time. And we talked about what he did for Boston College during his first two years and what he was supposed to do this year. But now this coaching staff has to go ahead and make the change. They have to go out and figure out who is going to be that next guy up. Because when you have depth, that's what you're telling this, telling everyone that you have. You have to be able to back that up. So, Mitch, I want you to talk a little bit about some of the guys that you're expecting that could take some of those snaps. So I think the first guy is the guy I just mentioned before the break was Jalen Blackwell, who is another safety convert, uh, played a decent bit last year, 207 snaps, played all 12 games. And he bulked up a bit from last year. I think last year he was like six feet 208 this year he is six feet 222 so he's actually i think he was 217 when the season started so he's put on a good amount of weight since making this uh, position switch which is really good um he had some really big splash plays early in the year and then kind of uh, faded off towards the end of uh, end of the year as his playing time diminished a little but he's a very explosive athlete i think he he does a lot of the same things that steel does in terms of being able to be a coverage defender uh, in terms of being a pass rusher. Like I said, he was very good at that early in the year. Um, obviously, you know, given his size, run defense could be a little problematic. Um, but I think that's the guy you're going to see. If BC just kind of wants to maintain the status quo of what they were doing and just plug the next guy in, I think that guy is Jalen Blackwell. Um, and like I said, I think he had enough explosive splash plays last year that it makes him interesting. And I, I would not mind seeing him take over that role. But I do think that you're going to see in a di- I think you're going to see kind of a little column A, little column B situation here where this is the guy who's going to replace him. But I think now BC is going to turn to some other kinds of defensive strategies and packages where they can take that Sam linebacker position, which is in a lot of college football defenses and increasingly NFL, that position is being hybridized with other positions to get better, more dynamic athletes on the field. And what better year for, I mean, you don't want to say better, but what a, it's a good time for this for this to happen this year because you have Paul Rhodes coaching the outside linebackers. Yes, yes, brand exactly. New- and that guy is uh, he's like a legendary linebacker coach in terms of kind of pioneering um, modern defensive strategies. He's a you know I think I'm pretty sure he's kind of an old school like three three five guy. So that's interesting. Um, the other in terms of if BC is going to change up their packages, I would think that um, uh, Davian Crouch is another guy that could be, he's a little bit more of the traditional box linebacker in terms of size. And he played a ton on special teams last year was really good there. Um, 
And I think you've told me that he's been getting an uptick in snaps on the defense. If they yep. want to go with a, you know, very traditional, you know, we're defending the run four three kind of defense. You could see Owen McGowan get some snaps. And I think the most interesting one that they could go with is putting in a guy like Sione Hala, who bulked up from last year. He's 6'1", 217 or 219 pounds. Um, he's listed, still listed as a safety, 217 pounds. Uh, he redshirted last year, didn't really play at all. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that they ha- that could really kind of be like how they used Jaden Lars would be last year. Where he was essentially a de facto linebacker, even though he was listed as safety. And just play in the box slot, play in that overhang apex area where he's going to be, you know, be asked to do a lot of things. You know, they can blitz him off the edge. They can ask him to cover defenders in space and he can, you know, reroute outside runs back towards the rest of the defense. So I think early in the year, you'll see them kind of do what they've planned to do in terms of their game plan at that position. You know, I think you'll see black will take a lot more snaps and as guys get more comfortable, they'll slowly introduce more, exotic unique things that get different bodies on the field and ideally you know this medical issue clears up and seal can come back to the field and you know the other guys can keep playing as steel kind of gets back up to football shape football speed and then ideally if he, if he can come back by the end of the year maybe he can take back that starting spot yeah i mean when i was talking to one of my sources the three names that popped up were mcgowan um Hala, and davion crouch those were the three that they mentioned but you know they it wasn't someone that was an on-field role so they might not see the other things that you were mentioning as well um hala i think is a is one of the names i think a lot of folks are interested in about interested in just because because just like Steele, he was a four-star coming out of high school uh they played for saint john's bosco out in california um he's a big kid like a big physical kid and i think a lot you know he and crouch in terms of like practice film and and uh, some of the things that I've heard of from the staff, those two names keep coming up a lot. Um, so they could be two names to watch for this year. Um, so that kind of wraps up our conversation on Bryce Steele. Mitch, do you have any last thoughts on that? I think one, and I just thought of this, you know, this is a guy that Halfley mentioned by name in a recent press availability. He mentioned safety, John pupil, who was a transfer from Dartmouth. And, you know, I, it seems like he's been having a really good camp. He actually like pretty much was the starter at strong safety in the spring game. Um, again, BC has to replace Jaden would be there. So I'm wondering if they might give him some reps as that kind of nickel Sam, where he is a hybrid safety linebacker, because, you know, he seems like a good player. He had some, he had a productive career at Dartmouth, but you do naturally wonder, you know, is this guy a good enough athlete to succeed at the power five level? And you say, okay, well, maybe we don't do, we don't mask him to play safety. We ask him to play this hybrid role where he doesn't have to cover as many wide receivers and he can, you know, be more focused on taking away tight ends, running backs and stopping the run. So that's another Avenue BC could go down um, given that that guy was mentioned by name and that allows them to, you know, still get guys like Cole Batson and Victor Nelson. And if Kari Johnson is back from injury, get all those guys on the field as well. Yep. So that, that wraps up just the injuries. I, as I mentioned before, uh, Caleb Jones at the defensive tackle, he tweeted out that he's out for the year. I've been, I haven't, I haven't seen any other big names uh, that have been out of uniform lately. So uh, that's good news for BC as they get ready for the uh, regular season. It's only about a week away before they start prepping uh, for NIU. Mitch might come back on. Uh, we are, we're looking into having a couple special guests, hopefully in the next week. Um, and Mitch will be on for both, hopefully, if he can. So uh, you probably will see Mitch at some point again soon. And if not, for those guests to kick off NIU week. Mitch, where can people find you? 
You can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E on Twitter. Again, that's what I'm calling. I'm not calling anything else. Um, I've been working through BC's opponents. I finally just submitted the one for Miami, which is BC's final opponent. In hindsight, I probably should have done them in reverse order, but uh, you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, so now that all BC's opponents are previewed, I will be uh, kind of going back to NIU. They've made some changes in the roster over the summer. Um, so I'll kind of give my preview of that matchup and then, we finally watch new BC football instead of the old BC football that I was spent the entire summer rewatching and rewatching over and over again. I can't believe not only last year on Eagle Insider did you do your uh, I watched rewatch this so you don't have to, but you watched it a third time. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I've also had to watch in previewing BC's opponents. I had to watch some pretty bad teams too. I had to watch Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, Miami was pretty putrid at times. Georgia Tech was pretty bad at times. So it's it's been a rough offseason <laughs> in terms of watching good football for me. <laughs> Well, we get real football in just a couple of days with, I, mean, I don't know if there's any good games, Navy and Notre Dame, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, I think that the ultimate sicko game is the UMass, New Mexico state game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, which will probably be on that was like the flow network or whatever it was back in the day. Yeah. Flow sports, flow sports. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be on that. Well, Mitch, it was good talking to you and we'll talk again soon. And uh, from here, we're going to talk a little bit about basketball. Mitch is going to head out. Uh, this is not his cup of tea. So in a moment, we're going to talk about the out-of-conference schedule, which was released by BC on Monday. You're going to hear about one of the opponents. I am very pumped to see BC play again. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, if you have not checked it out already, you need to check out Locked On ACC. And we have a lock, Locked On ACC conference preview that's on our feed right now. Go ahead and check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. Now, we're going to get into FanDuel. Fan, football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time you think they win in the regular season. Think Mac Jones is going to do it for the Patriots? Are you that big of a sicko? You can go ahead and check that out. Or you could be like me. I'm put. I'm getting my bet on the uh, 49, not 49ers, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Every time they win, I'm going to win. So just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnCollege. Oh, sorry, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right. So check that out, folks. Now we're going to wrap things up with a little conversation about basketball. And if you were you were on our site yesterday, you were seeing that Ben's basketball for BC released their out of conference schedule. And I have been piecing it together uh, over the last couple of weeks. You hear about like, oh, they're going to play in the National Coll- uh, National College Hall of Fame game against Creighton and Colorado State. You got that. You knew they were going to play Vanderbilt in the SEC Challenge. You knew that they were not going to play in the ACC Big Ten Challenge because that's gone. But we got some clarification about two big things I want to talk about today. First, the season opener. The season opener is going to be against the Fairfield Stags. Fairfield, it opens up against BC on Monday, November 6th. That's when the season starts off, and I thought that was a good one. I, I thought, I swore I had read Central Connecticut was going to be the kickoff of the season, but hey, um, Fairfield's fine too. So that's not a bad opponent for BC to play against. But the big game, the one that was kind of just hidden for a while that I saw Harvard uh, is going to play Boston College. Now, the Crimson, they announced it in like one of their press releases, and sometimes I'm, I'm good at finding that kind of stuff. And I found out they're going to play 
Harvard on Saturday, November 18th. This is great. I miss as I've I have advocated on this podcast that Boston College, I want to see them play more Harvards and less Citadels, Richmonds, and some of these other games that I don't care about. I like local matchups. There's just a little extra juice to it. Um, and Harvard is one of the mark, I think, one of the marquee local matchups. You get Tommy Amaker in a program that has had a ton of success um over the last decade or so. And this is the first time Boston College is playing Harvard since 2016. It's been that long. So this is a great way to kick that one back off. I've, you know, some folks don't care. I, I would love to see them play like the UMasses again. Have a battle of Comav against BU. Um, get a couple of those games back onto the schedule. But getting Harvard is is better because in the last couple of years, the local games you've seen, I mean. Albany, yeah, oh, don't want to think about that game again. Uh, Hartford, and you know, you're missing all the ones that have some good rivalries with BC, like PC and things like that. So, Harvard is a good one. I look at the schedule and I think BC's got a, some good, tough games on there. If this team is actually going to try to become a either a bubble team or a tournament team, they're playing an out of conference schedule that should. Um, solidify themselves as one of the, like if they can win them, obviously got to win them. Um, that solidify themselves as a potential contender. You got Vanderbilt, good team. You got uh, Creighton, who's also good. You have Harvard. You have some good teams on here. Uh, that's not just cupcakes. And to get those on there uh, should help boost their out of conference schedule and their Ken Palm ratings. All those things that go into selecting who makes the tournament. So. I think that was great news for BC. Uh, now they have not released the ACC schedule as of yet. You know who they're going to play. You just don't know when it's going to be. So that's the next step. And we know that uh, I think it's October 25th is the first ACC media day for basketball as well. So we'll get even more details. Basketball's coming up quick. This comes, this stuff comes fast and furious coming on. Now we've got football in a week. Basketball comes in real fast. We'll get all that information. We'll have it all for you here on Locked on BC. Please make sure to subscribe to our channel, whether you're listening on Spotify or YouTube or wherever. Give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Whatever you want to do to support our podcast is a huge help. And please come over to Eagle Insider. We have great stuff over there, free and, and behind a paywall. I hope you enjoy our work there as well. And I'll be back again tomorrow for a new episode. We'll be talking more football and everything else going on in terms of maybe some more realignment news. We'll have to wait to see. Sounds like the ACC might have a vote on the addition uh, of Cal and Stanford tonight. So maybe we'll have some breaking news tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see. Thank you all so much and have a terrific Tuesday.